Here we are again on album release day on Desolate Plains and out to the pubic. And uh, yeah, it's finally all out there after about 10 million years. But here we are, videos come out, songs out, shit like that. And, uh, and I'm just having a quiet old Friday afternoon Jim Beam and Coke with me mate Ash. You had after work drinks, right? Obviously. Yeah, I did. You're one trashed arsehole, eh? Are you going to contribute anything to the show? <laughs> You're just scoffing your face with crackers and cheese. This is some of the best cheese I've ever had. Yeah, right. What's what flavour? Cheese flavour. Yeah, good one. Colby. <laughs> I took a sick day off work yesterday in order to um, prep and schedule everything for today. How long did it take you? A whole day? Oh, about 10 months. But then uh, actually scheduling stuff and... Opening the web store, getting told that my photos on the web store are shit of the merch, um, <laughs> etc. You know how it goes. Listen. I am. <laughs> I didn't say they were shit. I said they looked like a crime scene. Oh. <laughs> 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 You're listening to Clan of Thrones True Crime Podcast and the crime of the day is shit merch pictures on the web store. They're like, um, they're mock-ups, obviously. So not real pictures, but just the... Uh, yeah, the mock-ups to send to the merch company. And um, I didn't even think about it. Just had them there all along. And I was like, that job is done. It hadn't even crossed my mind again. Until, uh, yeah, I was looking at it once I actually made the web store live. Whatever. There's a lot there. There's a shit ton of merch. So, uh, yeah, hopefully people buy it. See how we go. How have we done? We've released the album in terms of pre-orders. Has anyone bought it? Yeah, most people pre-ordered from the mailing list. All you marketers out there would like to know. So opened that a day, well, the night before announcement day so that uh, people on the mailing list get a bit of a perk. And we sold more from the mailing list in a couple of hours than we did all day of pimping the crap out of it on Facebook and social media and stuff. So three copies? At least four copies. <laughs> nah. uh, maybe like uh, over 10, less than 20 couple of band camps uh, a few people have paid like over a hundred bucks for a variety of things so that's pretty cool really you know um that guy paulie cottrell uh paolo cottrell yeah that one who was like hell punishing us the other night about getting on the podcast <laughs> yeah i remember him oh i'm on holidays i've got so much time i've just messaged him and he's like man this weekend is chockers for me there <laughs> and i assume he's not listening because he's so busy why do you do everything for the band and why? <laughs> I'll answer question two first. And uh, the response is, say again. And the answer to the first question is, I've been pondering that myself lately. Um, I think I originally started just doing that because I felt guilty asking other people to do shit if I could just do it myself pretty quickly. Fair enough. Um, but then over time... It has come, uh, become quite enjoyable because I'm learning all sorts of shit as I go. And like, originally I'm probably thinking, I'm such a nice guy doing all of this for everybody. They must love me. But now I'm sort of thinking... We hate you. Yeah. They're like, fuck, this guy's just doing everything. Control freak hog. So I don't really know, man. How the hell are you supposed to distribute work in a band? And question two, why? <laughs> Seriously though, I want you to give me more work to do. And I think everyone in the band is always happy to do work. But the problem is initiative. 
And the trouble with initiative is that if you don't know what to be initial about, I assume mm. that that's what that word means. Can you fuck off iTunes password? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you put up merch for pre-order and I thought it looked like a crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> then the, <laughs> the merch was all over the place. Anyway, I thought, fuck, i got a camera and I've got some lamps. Let's do a new merch photo. So... You just take a photo of the merch, of course, because it gets delivered to your house. But do you ever think, like, maybe some other dickwad in the band could possibly help out with that? Well, to answer your question, Ash, thanks for the story. It was a great <laughs> one. Thanks for sharing it with us. I would say that um, I it doesn't even cross my mind. I just know it, know it needs doing, so I do it. No one asks me to do it, so why should I ask anyone else to do work? Same as recording, really. Like... Oh, I would be like, why don't you let me mix a song? Yeah, and I'd be like, Cabba, why don't you go and make me a fucking lasagna, mate? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Next time, though, it will definitely be different because it does stress me out a bit, to be honest. Like, As much as I'm enjoying it, some days I'm just like, fuck this. I can't keep up with all the shit. I'm even, I don't even know where I'm at, what I'm doing here. So one out of seven, you're stressed out. <laughs> yeah, one in seven, I'd say. You're doing all this stuff and it's amazing but if possibly we can help you out in some way, just maybe maybe once in a while to say, hey, dickweed, you've got a camera. Can you take a photo? Nice drink. That was a <laughs> thirsty drink. <laughs> can you take this conversation from me? Yeah, no, it's a good conversation. And um, you, know when, you know when you go for job interviews and you have to say, like, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Yeah. One of my weaknesses that I always use is I don't know how to distribute workloads. And... And that's why I'm not like a supervisor or anything generally. So I just do things and I don't, honestly, I don't really think about it until after I'm like, what are all these lazy assholes doing? And I'm like, I should have just got them to do it. And I didn't even ask them, but I just assume that everyone can just figure things out or just it's, they see it needs doing. But like you say, they probably don't know it needs doing until it's done. And they go, oh, I could have done that. Yeah. So don't know. Like, it's a weird um, thing. so you message me and you're like, hey, pre-orders are out. What do you think of this? And I'm like, well... <laughs> um, do you think I could use my camera to make it look better? And you're like, you are free to do anything you want <laughs> on the website at any time you wish to do it. Like, to be honest, I wouldn't have fucking ordered yellow t-shirts in the first place, but that's just me. <laughs> I guess with the merch, we only got it like two days ago. So hadn't even, like had actually already set up the web store mostly with all the um, mock-ups and stuff in anticipation of not having merch by then. Uh, but it did come earlier than I thought it would. Uh, excuses, excuses. What did come oh. besides you? Yeah, me, pickles, um, some t-shirts, some hoodies, okay. zippers and pullovers. Vinyl? That has not come. CDs has not come. Uh, okay. Ash has not come. <laughs> pillow slips, tea towels. What is that? Who well, made you do pillow slips? Okay, merch tip number one. If you have a, um... A design that you're printing. So we, we were doing the album prints, obviously, and we ordered uh, whatever the quantity was in order to get the best price, like to go up to the next um, uh, level or whatever, so that you get a decent price per unit. Then we did some other merch with the band logo on it, such as like baseball tees, uh, whatever else we've got, I can't remember. But um, to get... To the next price bracket, you had to order an extra whatever. Tw uh, I think it was an extra twenty designs of 
20 prints of that design and we'd get it all cheaper. And they had a special on some weird shit. So we are like, well, let's get 10 pillow cases and 10 tea towels instead of 20 more baseball shirts that we might not sell. So Fair enough. Bit of a random thing. But uh, yeah, tip number one, you can't just generally go ordering yeah, a shitty small number of prints. However, Bantool's tip number one, I've started coming across these websites, merch websites, where you can, you pay for your your design or whatever, the setup fee, and then they will sell all the merch for you, but only as an order comes in. They'll print it, whether that's screen printing or however they're doing it. Mm-hmm. But that kind of prevents you having to buy 100 t-shirts and possibly not selling them. Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of interesting idea. I know Earthrot are doing that, which is where I saw it. And a couple more, but something I will definitely look into a bit more. The end. That was a fucking really excellent story, Cabot. Thanks <laughs> for sharing that with yeah, us. Yeah, no worries. That's what I'm here for, mate. What are you up to, Cabot? You're releasing an album today or what? Uh, nah, nah. I don't have a band anymore, but <laughs> I do have a guitar with a um, a volume knob that is really stiff and hard and uh, pulsing, pulsating, and... Should I just unscrew that and like get all the muck and shit off, or do I need to buy some new parts to screw into the cunt? I mean, to the guitar. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just like, how old's your guitar? Ten years old? Five years old? I don't know. Yeah, probably Used ten years old. A lot. Maybe it's your gunky sweat in it that's made it disgusting. Yeah. So perhaps you need a whole new volume potentiometer, but. Mm. Maybe you don't. I don't really know how to clean those things. Maybe someone from the Pioge cast can help us with that. But I'll say... Do you reckon I should just try and figure it out or should I take it somewhere? Fuck taking it somewhere, man. This is a big thing. All it is is a knob that turns. It costs about 10 bucks Mm. for the best... So so imagine the best guitar in the world is like a million dollars if you're going on the reverb page of Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins which I recently did and spoke to Razor Ray about. Mm. That's a million bucks, right? For your potentiometer, volume potentiometer, you're paying about $10 for the best one in the world you can get. The only thing you need to do is take the leads off the old one and solder it to the new ones. And I'm sure that's not that hard and it's definitely not worth a million dollars. So I would say maybe just buy a fucking new one. Because if you take it to someone, yeah. you're going to pay them like 200 bucks to, yeah, set up your guitar and they buy a packet of strings for $10. They put a new pot yeah. in for $10, so that's 20 bucks, and then they charge you 200 So they charge you 10 times the price of that bullshit. But my yeah. goal is for people to know what the fuck they're doing. Go on to premierguitar.com, find how to set up a strat.com, <laughs> I don't know the fucking address, but you know, yeah. these sorts of guides and figure out how to change these little things on your guitar that you really should know yourself because maybe this old school will do it for this much money, but they won't do it in the way you want to do it. And it's really basic stuff. So that's my advice. Man, first re- first result on YouTube search, guitar tutorial, changing volume knobs on any guitar, etc. And it goes on, but... um yeah, and looking on Premier Guitar as we speak. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ, man. It's Friday night. What are you doing to me? Are you going out tonight? No, I've been out. I've been out since one o'clock. 
Yeah, I can tell. Thank you. Uh, my friend um, Lee Sharp wants wants to quiz you about what is good headphones to buy. I told him about bargains with Ash, and yeah, okay. I don't really know what he wants exactly though, mm. like on ears or in ears or fucking <laughs> whatever. But what's what's the deal? Hey, over ear headphones. That's hilarious. He's, he's heard this whole podcast. Um, I would say. It depends how much money you want to spend and what you want to hear. And blah, What's blah. your budget? A <laughs> couple hundred. There you go. Big one. Honestly, answer to my to Lee's question is I don't know. The current ones mm. I'm wearing are called Audio-Technica ATH50Xs, I think. And they're pretty good. They didn't cost too much money. They were like 180 bucks. I've heard one podcast guest Sam Allen saying that he references all of his mixes and masters on these headphones. Yep. I think they're pretty good. But another guest, Matt Boudreau of the Working Class Audio Podcast, who is an endorsee of Audio Technica, says that the ATM 40s, not the 50s, are better because they are not as hyped in the bass response. Mm. What this leads me to is basically that... I guess about 150, 200 bucks might get you a pretty sweet pair of headphones, but you probably have to go to a store and check them out and see what you think. Mm. Listen to some headphones that, uh, sorry, listen to some songs that sound good to you on earbud headphones or speakers and then compare them to the headphones you've got. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need to go spending 750 bucks on a pair of headphones, yeah. but that's what I did for my line of business and I think they sound pretty sweet. Yeah. It makes my demos really sound like a salmon gum in the middle of a farm. <laughs> Thank you, Cabba. Keep going. <laughs> that was a great story, Ash. Thanks for sharing that with us. Do you think eBay is the place to buy headphones? Straight to eBay. I bought these headphones off eBay. Yeah. 179 bucks. Are they comfortable? Because they do look just they just look a bit big and bulky. I'm thinking for the train on the commute to work, you probably wouldn't want to wear big ass headphones like that. Or would you? I don't know. I own these and I wear my iPod headphones on the train. Do you remember wow. um, On Desolate Plains, the new Claim of Throne album? Available for pre-order 1st of September 2017. See, I didn't even tell you to do that and you just took the initiative and promoted the album. <laughs> marketing, marketing, marketing. But remember doing vocals for that album? Yeah. These were the headphones you were wearing? Yeah, the very headphones. Did I you was like listening, them? Um, I did, yeah. They were amazing. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how I'd go listening to that in a day-to-day setting. I was listening to um, the new Claim the Throne album on Desolate, Desolate Plains, uh, announced 1st of September and released on the 13th of October, uh, this afternoon, Walking the Dog, on my little um, shithole... I don't even know, know where they are. $10 Sony in-ear headphones from eBay. Did you have a vomit bucket? Sounded real good. You reckon? So I get a mad pair of headphones for 10 bucks, And, um, you know, they break after a few months. Yeah. But they sound really good and I get more. Yeah. I get the genuine ones, a genuine Apple ear pods off eBay. And then it turns out they're definitely fucking not genuine. Yeah, right. I guess I'm just a sucker. With no self-esteem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, the other thing... <laughs> changing the subject. Another thing um, we announced today was the um, Claim the Throne on Desolate Plains, the new album, The um, Listening Party. That's oh, coming yeah. up soon at the 459 Bar at the Rosemount Hotel in Perth. The 459 Australia, Bar. Australia. Yeah. The Foreskin 59 Bar. <laughs> and um, 
according to the Facebook event, there's 13 people going and 29 interested. Uh, <laughs> only holds about <laughs> 75 cap. Uh, it's a free entry event, which is pretty good, man. Free entry cost us 200 bucks to hire the place, including a projector. Um, and yeah, free. So people can come listen to the whole album, watch the two new videos. Um, Jesse from Claim the Throne, who have a new album called On Desolate Plains, had this idea of <laughs> of getting of doing a, a raffle. So that's the job I've that's the job I've given her. Well, that she's come up with herself, and we'll see if it happens because oh. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, of course. Because I'll get told off. So it's her job. I will we'll remind her. And I thought it was a really good idea, and I was telling her like good thinking. A ticket for two bucks, three for five, go in the draw to win whatever, three Claim the Throne packages, bottle of wine or something, bottle, cask of goon. Um, and yeah. So that should be a good night anyway. I'm looking forward to it. 2017 marks the year that Wolf Blast <laughs> releases its best Cabernet Sauvignon. You can get yourself a ticket to win the 2017 Cabernet Sauvignon. That was a great press release, Ash. Thanks for sharing it with us. You know how um, all these bands, <laughs> some, some bands get their own um, personalised wine? We should definitely get Claim the Throne Goon. Who, I'll give Jim that job, just like he was going to get those stand-up banners. And then never does it. So this is why I don't tell people to do things. I don't bother hassling you because yeah. you do recording and heaps of shit and help with stuff. But like when you have a bass player that moves to America <laughs> and, <then we're, laughs> and without organizing a fill-in bass player, it's pretty hard. He rocks up to recording day for um for backing vocals <laughs> and then changes all of the, the vocal patterns that we've been slaving over for months. So, man, contributes. I'll be fucking dead honest with you. <laughs> One of the most inspirational things of that whole recording process was not my attention to detail and <laughs> fucking perfection, <laughs> but it was actually Jim's, oh, his just heroic vocal performance on the album. Absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah. It's a sight to behold, hey? Behold. Oh, my God. It was so good, and I love it. I've probably talked about it a bunch of times, and everyone would be like, just fucking pop your lips off the end of his cock because you love him so much. But I do. <laughs> oh, shit. It was such a great performance, man, and it yeah. was a really great story, Cabra, and thanks for sharing that with me, mate. Yeah. I feel privileged watching shit like that because, like, you just got to embrace it as it's happening, and there's always, like, a drink in his hand. He's looking ratty as fuck, like he's on a four-day bender. <laughs> like... Yeah, and what rocks in, doesn't know the song at all, comes up with these amazing ideas and just like bellows out these bullshit fucking vocals. <laughs> Real good. Anyway, what's your goddamn album of the week, Gabba? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, my non-interesting album of the week is the new album from The Haunted, Strength in Numbers. I've only, honestly, I've only given a couple couple blasts. It's uh, quite fast the whole way through, which I'm a massive fan of, but didn't really catch me too much there's a few pretty sweet songs but yeah snow made me do it which but it's on it's on the way back you know so album of the w-e-a-k <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> shit all right uh album of the week w-e-a-k um fuck I i'm trying to even remember the band name because i'm living with lee who listens to some really like absurd weird ass fucking doomy weird fucking music 
there's this band called Morgion, which I think he showed you and you might have on your phone. And they have that song. You mean song. this? Uh, that that exact thing. I can't yeah. remember if we've spoken about it before on here or not, but fuck, it's funny. Nah, just in person. Yeah, so I have, I've given that one a few spins and we've had a few good laughs at it. So yeah, Morgion, whatever <laughs> album that's on. I don't know, I think it might be on... I don't know. Maybe the first album, whatever the fuck it's called. Since you listen to Spotify and Shuffle, are you going to name like 4,000 bands at the moment? No. no. Okay. Cool. I'm not. And um, I'll tell you why. Because the CD player in my car is fucked. So I can't listen to music in the car. I listen to Podgers. So I listen to the Generation Y podcast. Generation <laughs> Y at the moment. Because I fucking listen to true crime shit for some reason. Don't have any idea yeah. why. Oh... <laughs> the end what have you got <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited about yours tonight so i started listening to the old marilyn manson 2012 oh yeah which is yeah, called yeah. something sophie listens to a fair bit of marilyn manson she reckons that in the song tourniquet he pronounces it tourniquet i don't think so the album is called born villain mm. is that it i don't know it sounds dumb Yep, it's Born Villain. So, a friend of mine at work told me that Born Villain, the album, was good and that the album had a song on it called Murderers Are Getting Prettier Every Day. Mm -hmm. And it's got a lot of double kick. I reckon it's programmed drums. It sounds like Stephen Slate drums to me and it's a bit disgusting. So, Mm. I listened to a few songs. It was pretty cool. And then it got me listening to Antichrist Superstar, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I got up to the song before... Tourniquette. Do you like any Marilyn Manson sort of post Antichrist Superstar? Of course I do. This is the new shit, Stand Up and Commit. You heard that one? No. It's I like Anthem sort of song. The worst lyrics, but pretty enjoyable to listen to, unfortunately. Oh, you like it? Yeah, I don't know why, but I think so. I don't know what Born Villain is, but uh, yeah, whatever album that's from, I don't know. I like Mechanical Animals a fair bit. Yeah. And I bought it from... Yeah, grow up, mate. I bought it from (laughs) Things in Bunbury or Red Dot, one of those fucking things. And I bought it for 10 or 15 bucks. Got it home, played it a few times and then found out later that it was missing two songs on it. The song I Want to Disappear was on Triple J and I heard it and it said it was off Mechanical Animals. And I went, that's interesting because I own Mechanical Animals and it's not on there. And I first discovered that CD piracy was something that hit stores as well. So Mm -hmm. it was a physical CD that I bought in a store, yet it was totally bootlegged. Is that Mm -hmm. weird? Yes. Uh, I mean... I remember there was that phase where that sort of shit was going on. It wouldn't happen now. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty weird. Yeah, it was pretty fucked. Okay, so the other one, and you referred to it earlier, was Prince. And I listened mm-hmm. to the album Controversy this week. Wow, okay. Anyway, it was pretty cool, pretty spun out. It's pretty interesting production. I thought that was all right. Can we take a minute to hear from our sponsors while I go get another drink? Of course. Do you have a sponsor? No, I don't. But I'm so Megs, man. I don't mind if we end it here. Oh yeah, okay. All right, let's let's do that. Uh, one quick shout out to um, Chris, aka SG Callahan, who's um, written a review of the new Claim the Throne album on Desolate Plains, out uh, announced today, out 13th of October 2017. Yeah. Uh, for the website Amplify, Amplify, A M N P L I F Y, Y, Y. 
And uh, yeah, it was just a really well-written review, quite big and lots of references to the podcast. He's obviously been listening pretty closely. He recognized that the song on Desolate Plains was the opening track from the Blodgecast that we've been playing, even though it's about three seconds worth of music. Yeah. So that was a pretty good call. Yeah. <laughs> um, He made reference to your DIY recording skills and um, a few things like that. He took uh, time to figure out the guest vocalists on a couple of the songs, one being Dean from Primal Frost and Vital Remains, one being John Ryan from Cannibal Corpse, aka Suffering Rot. Uh, So yeah, that was pretty cool and yeah, very supportive. A few of these sites are writing reviews for us and scheduling them in for our announcement day. So we've got a few things to pimp. Uh, Pretty cool. You know what's That's very all? bizarre about that? Mm. Every other album, we record it, we mix it, we master it, and we're there every step of the way. And then within a month or two, we like announce a launch and like, hey guys, get ready. On fucking November 3rd at Amplifier Bar, Claim of Thrones going to fucking be there. But this time, we had it mastered by October 2016, and then it still isn't fucking out in the <laughs> 1st of September 2017 (laughs) and so when you announce pre-orders i'm like oh pre-orders and it's really bizarre and it's actually a nice thing to just not be so invested in what happens i would say uh one thing that i would like to say is that when like you you finish the album you master it you get the cds printed you fucking have a launch party and it's out and you hate the songs by that point because you've just been in the studio playing the riffs over and fucking over and you just want to slit your wrists with these songs. <laughs> now it's like a year since I've even really listened to them. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, today I just chucked the headphones on and it was like listening to a whole new album that I'm not sick of. So I'm actually excited to jam and play the songs a little bit more. Uh, so a little bit different in that regard, I guess. Mm. Still okay. wouldn't recommend waiting a year to put your album out, but it's an experience that I'm experiencing. All right. End of the podge. 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 podge.